0: Hello, my friends. It's Begonia Bree, the book fairy here, and I'm so very happy you invited me for story time with you. I love to bring you fairy tales, folk stories, legends, and myths from all over the world. Today, we will conclude the story of Atalanta. I've taken a little bit of creative license here in our story and combined the tale of the Caledonian boar with the tale of the golden apples. But remember, that's all a part of storytelling, and I'm not the first to do it. I think you'll enjoy the last part of my retelling so go ahead and ask your grown-up for one last drink of water and make sure you have your favorite stuffy or pillow nearby snuggle up under your covers so you're nice and safe and comfy all good well then let's begin word spread quickly about the princess of arcadia's unusual request instead of the wealthiest or the noblest or the bravest suitor or even the most attractive one She wanted an athletic one. To each their own, laughed one of the princes, as he loaded his ship to travel to Arcadia. No matter, shrugged another one, traveling by caravan from the east. I like a woman who knows what she wants, admitted a third, trotting into the city on his beautiful war horse. As the men converged on the palace, Atalanta watched from her bedroom window. With her keen eye, she looked to see if any of them walked with a limp, were easily tired or weak of Constitution some were older than her father and not even worth challenging some were brawny big and strong but they moved like elephants not graceful deer some looked younger than her gawky and all limbs but clumsy she smiled a bit smugly perhaps she would not need to marry at all what Atalanta did not know was that only recently Maleager had gone. What Atalanta did not know was that only recently Maleager had gone from Prince of Caledon to King of Caledon upon the passing of his father. He had not seen Atalanta since she had rescued their land from that terrible boar. He wanted her to know that he had indeed restored the Temple of Artemis and wanted to invite her to see how very beautiful he had made it. When he arrived in Arcadia, the swarms of titled men and their entourages made it nearly impossible for him to reach the palace. He asked one of the men what the commotion was about, and he learned of Adelina's challenge. He laughed out loud at that. He had never gotten to know her as well as he would have liked to, but that kind of stubbornness seemed to fit perfectly with the woman she seemed to be. The morning of the races, Atalanta woke early, splashed her face with icy water, and pulled on a simple tunic. She wound her hair into a tight braid, foregoing any royal jewelry. On her feet were the thinnest of leather sandals, laced tightly up to her cows. This was the finery with which she would face her future. It didn't take long for her to best several men in a row, leaving them wheezing, coughing, or fainting with exertion. A few of them made considerable efforts, but the forest-raised Atalanta was as fleet-footed as a deer and confident as an eagle. Eventually, her father the king grew tired and grumpy, abruptly sending all the participants away to return the next day. He began to realize that perhaps the deal he made with his daughter was not a deal at all, but a trick. Clever thing she was. He was moody all evening but before he slept he prayed to the goddess of love aphrodite and the goddess of marriage hera i know i have not done right by my daughter and i just want this to be over he admitted but please send her a suitor worthy of her attentions i do not deserve your blessings but please for her own sake a man far better than me he eventually fell asleep with those pleas on his lips later that night The beautiful goddess Artemis did appear to one of the suitors in a vivid dream that seemed all too real. In her sweet, soft voice she gave him instructions, and into his hands she placed three small apples, made of gold. "'This is the key to your victory, to winning the race and winning the heart of Atalanta,' the goddess said to the man. When he awoke the dream had faded, but on his nightstand— were three small golden apples, glittering and perfectly round. That morning, Atalanta was in high spirits. She was cheerful enough even to wave at the men she'd beaten yesterday, send them a smile, and even nod politely to the ones she would be racing today. She greeted her father with a cheeky grin, confident that even though he had figured out her plan, there was nothing he could do to force her hand. She was as good as a spinster now. There would be no selling her off to the highest bidder and she would be able to spend the rest of her life in peace she had already bested four men when she had to look twice at the fifth man vying for her favor Maleager she gasped i came to invite you to see our new temple to artemis he admitted but i got caught up in the excitement might i give this whole thing a try atalanta laughed "'You are fortunate that I did not ask my father "'to execute any man who lost a race to me, "'or you would not be going home tonight.' "'I'll take that as a challenge,' he replied. "'At the signal, both runners broke into a sprint. "'Malegar touched the small bag at his hip, "'recalling the instructions in his dream from the night before. "'You will not best Atalanta with speed,' Aphrodite had chided him. "'But you will not need to.' A bit of trickery is the goal here, for all is fair in love and war, and I am not a goddess above deceit. As soon as Atalanta pulled out in front of him, he tossed one of the apples out in front of her. It got her attention, and just for a moment she slowed long enough to allow Maleager the lead. But she closed the gap right away, even passing him. As their feet thundered against the dirt, Maleager tossed the second apple— It glinted in the sun and grabbed Atalanta's gaze again. She cocked her head and almost paused this time. Meleaguer inched ahead, his lungs straining with the effort. Squeezing his eyes shut and tossing up a prayer to Aphrodite, he launched the third apple as far as he could. Atalanta's eyes followed the arc of the apple and she let out a frustrated grunt. The glint of sunlight off the apple was a distraction, keeping her from... "'King Maleager of Caledon has won the race!' her father announced breathlessly, grabbing the young man in a relieved embrace. Meleager struggled to regain his breath and smiled dizzily at the king. Atalanta's face was twisted in something that wasn't a frown, but wasn't a smile either. "'You tricked me,' she accused. "'There were no rules about that,' her father said hurriedly. "'I'm just glad this is all over now, and surely of all the men you could marry, this one isn't so bad, isn't he?' "'He's a king!' "'You said king?' Atalanta changed the subject, watching disappointed suitors trudging out of the area. "'I tried to tell you that,' he smiled. "'After my father died and I became king, I chose to continue to improve the Temple of Artemis. "'It's finally finished, and I wanted you to come see it.' "'I would like that,' Atalanta relented. "'But you still cheated. "'Someone told me that all is fair and love and war.' "'admitted Maleager, "'I was divinely inspired.' "'In the end, Atalanta had to agree "'that Maleager was a worthy opponent "'and a worthy husband. "'He had treated her with respect and deference "'since the day they'd met, "'and considered her an equal "'when the rest of his men did not. "'Their friendship developed into something deeper, "'and indeed their match was a good one. "'Their marriage united the beautiful kingdoms "'of Caledon and Arcadia, "'but their subjects rarely found them in the palace.' Instead, the king and queen could often be found in the forest, enjoying the thrill of the hunt, the whistling wind, the scent of the trees, and each other's company until the end of their days. And that's the end of the story of Atalanta. Next time, we will start a brand new tale. I'm so excited to share it with you. Well, sweet dreams for now. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Harvey.